Welcome to Uncharted Careers. I'm Courtney Hartman, and I talk with guests each week about their career paths to give listeners an insider look into different industries, how folks have made decisions in their careers, and we'll explore what each guest has learned along the way. I'm on a mission to share knowledge that is only learned in the field outside of a classroom. Join me to find inspiration for your own career. All right. Well, today I have Dean Matthew joining me. Dean is my cousin, and she and I have been living together in Brooklyn for the past four years. Um, so thanks for joining me, Dee. Um, thanks for having me. So let's talk more about your career and what you do today. Okay. Yeah. So I am a physician assistant for the past five years. And I work in hospital medicine, so we call it hospitalist. And basically, I, I take care of patients that come into the emergency department that need to be admitted to the hospital that would be on a just a plain medicine service. So it's very broad, take care of a lot of different patients, types of patients, and yeah. And you were really on the front lines during COVID, but I know things have settled down now. Can you talk more about just what it was like before COVID and then at the beginning and the types of people that you see today? Sure. Yeah. So when I first started, I was fresh out of PA school. So I was a new grad PA. Um, And so let's see, that was in 2018. So I was working about almost maybe a year and a half to two years before COVID started. And so I think at that point, maybe a year into my job, I was finally starting to feel comfortable and confident with my, um, you know, with my skills and uh, ability to work independently. And so COVID, I believe it started in March, April of 2020. And I remember us having meetings before you know, when it was still in, I think it was Seattle where there was the first patients. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. And we were having meetings being like, you know, we don't think it's going to, we don't think it's going to come here, but we just got to stay vigilant and it's, we don't think so. And then I remember that we had one of the first patients in New York City that was confirmed had it like maybe three days later. And, um, and then from there it just was, picked up with the amount of people coming in within the next few weeks. It was um, really crazy. And then we switched into a mode of like that we were only taking care of COVID patients um, for at least the next few months after that until it would die down. And there was some peaks and things like that, but it really changed because it was all hands on board and um because there were so many COVID patients that needed to be in ICUs and we didn't have enough ICUs there, we would make, the hospital would make ICUs in like operating rooms and in Mm -hmm. the cath labs. And so we are, I work in a resident hospital, so there was more residents being pulled to do ICU work. So then I usually work on just a general floor, but um, we were pulled to having to take care of step-down unit patients. So, uh, I, that my job changed in that I was doing 
general floor work and then taking care of sicker patients that were in the step down units for at least like the next year after that right. until things kind of simmered down. And and now it's back to pre-COVID. So um, what do you like about what you're doing today? What's your favorite part? My favorite part. So I, I think what was important for me when I was trying to figure out what kind of career I wanted to do is that I wanted to make sure that I was challenged every day and um, it wasn't like I had to use my brain a little bit. And I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my days can be easier depending on what kind of patience I have. But sometimes it's I enjoy it because sometimes it's a puzzle like a patient comes in and we have we have to figure out what's going on. So it's this. Um, yeah, it's putting the pieces of the puzzle together. What labs do I order? What imaging studies do I order? And then once they come back, how do I put all the puzzle like pieces together to figure out like what is going on as a whole to Mm -hmm. contribute to this patient's presentation of why they came. So I think that the, that is really rewarding because I'm challenged. Yeah. But then the other piece about being a physician assistant is um, I really like the schedule and my time off too. Yeah. And so, um, and that's the beauty of working in inpatient medicine is that when I come in, I work a shift and then I leave and then I am done. I don't have to do anything at home because I sign out to someone that covers the patient overnight until I come in the next day. So I'm not having to do really any work at home, which would sometimes be the case for a provider, PA, a doctor, anyone working in the outpatient setting because they have patients they take care of in those labs. Those tests are always coming back. And so they're constantly, more constantly on and looking at labs and calling patients. Um, Mm -hmm. So I like that part. And just because I like that, I like my life outside of work too. And so I think that this job is kind of the perfect perfect way for me to be able to travel a lot and do the things that I enjoy that aren't part of my career. So um, I only work three days a week. It's nice to be able to have days off and during the week too. And are generally hospitals pretty flexible with your schedule where I know you are able to move your days around and group them together so that you could even just naturally have off for almost two weeks in a row to enable you to travel and do those things outside of work that are important to you? Are all hospitals like that? Um, I think a lot of hospitals are like that. Some places doing inpatient work require you to work um, a certain amount of shifts a month. So um, so for instance, they might say, okay, every month you have to work 12 shifts, but you don't get any PTO. So you can group them two weeks in a row. You work straight on and then Mm -hmm. that's the days that you work. Um, my job's a little different where I have the same rotating schedule. So it's the same three days every three weeks that I work, but, um, my job has the flexibility that I can switch my shift with someone if I want a certain day off without having to take paid time off. Mm -hmm. Um, But then my job also, we get about about six weeks of paid time off too, which is really good. And and then we also get some uh, for, we have to work holidays. So we get some extra time off for that. Um, Comes out to maybe like between six and eight weeks, depending on if you want to take that time off. Mm -hmm. And what's your least favorite part of what you're doing today? 
If you could change one thing about it, what would you change? So I think sometimes as the physician assistant that's working um, at the job, sometimes I feel like because we work with so many different teams to make sure that the patient has you know, from a patient being admitted until they're discharged, we work with the nurses that are there um, that are enacting the orders we put in that are their bedside. We work with social workers, care managers. We work with, um, say, a patient needs an imaging study. We work with the CT techs and the MRI techs to coordinate when they go. Um, and we work with all of the different consult services uh, mm-hmm. if we consult a, um, a different uh, team like dermatologists or nephrologists or neurologists to help us with the management. And so sometimes I feel like at the hospital to make sure everything moves slowly, I'm doing wearing a lot of different hats and trying to coordinate the smooth flow of everything. Mm -hmm. And so that can take a lot of time to coordinate all that stuff that isn't necessarily what my, what my job title and my job description is because I'm, you know, the provider I'm supposed to be uh, ordering labs, uh, ordering studies and um, and interpreting those. And sometimes I feel like some days, if I have a lot of things that need to be coordinated, it's I'm working on the smooth flow of that. So, you know, we're working with hospital leadership to try and change that to make sure that everything transitions more smoothly and that the burden doesn't really fall on the PAs wearing multiple hats in the hospital. But for now, that's probably my least favorite part that I can't spend more time at bedside with patients' families, giving like patient education and uh, some of its coordinating things to make sure that everything runs smooth. Who is hospital leadership? Who are those folks that determine what your processes are? And who do you bring feedback to something, you know, doesn't seem to be working? Um, so in my job, so there's senior in the department we work in. So there's hospitalist PAs, um, there's seniors, um, so senior PA, and then there's chief PA. So I bring some of those issues to them. And then we also work with doctors. So there's the directors of the the doctors that I work with. So we'll talk to them. Um, And then in regard to total hospital leadership, that would be, I guess, like the the CMO of our hospital. And, And we've had meetings with them. So they'll come and ask what things can we help with. And, um, so we can speak directly with them too. And they've, so, I see things changing a little bit, hopefully, but we'll see. And in my world, in the tech world, CMO is chief marketing officer. I'm assuming it's different in the yeah, hospital world. Chief what medical is CMO? Officer. Okay, got it. That's helpful. Thank you. So what does the career track look like for a physician assistant? It could be so different for any PA because that's the beauty, I think, about being a, going into to work as a PA because basically you have to get your undergraduate degree. You take a few different 
prerequisite classes, mostly science, that are very similar to the types of prerequisite classes that you would take to go to medical school to become a doctor. And so you take those classes and then um, you also need to get patient care experience. So um, working with patients prior to going into PA school, which is a little bit different than I think medical school. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do those things, then you get into a PA school, and usually they're between two to three years. So the first year is learning all of the didactic education, so um, learning about everything. And then the second year is doing your clinicals, so actually working with patients. And um, it's very broad for physician assistants. So we learn everything. We learn emergency medicine, psych, um, pediatrics, adult medicine, um, OB, OB-GYN, primary care. Mm -hmm. And so we learn everything. And so after you graduate, you can really go into any specialty you want. Whereas if you want to go to school to be a doctor, you have to pick which residency you do. And that's what your board certified after. Mm -hmm. So I do like the flexibility of um, what you can do as a PA. I decided afterwards I wanted to go into adult hospital medicine. Um, But depending on what you uh, what specialty you want to go in, it's the career trajectory is going to be so different. So mm-hmm. if I had decided I wanted to go into primary care, I'd probably go into a practice and work in as a PA in primary care. And then if it's a small practice, that's kind of what, what I would do. Um, here where we work in hospital medicine, I work as a general PA doing hospital medicine, but I could become a senior PA where it's more of a manager role Mm -hmm. um, where you're managing some of the PAs that um, uh, a group of PAs. And so, um, and then there's also a chief PA. And so there's different, I think when you work with a bigger service, there's probably like 50 of us that work on this service. There's more opportunity for um, leadership roles. Mm -hmm. Whereas, yeah, going into into a practice that's just you and a few other PAs, your job would probably look very similar to when you first start there, where you would just continue working as a physician assistant. Did you always want to be a medicine? I think I, I think I could be happy doing a lot of different things, but it was always kind of, especially when I went into college, I decided to go to a college that was good with science, but maybe also business. I thought maybe I wanted to be a lawyer. I thought I wanted to be a dietitian for a bit. And I changed Mm. my mind a bit going through. So when I was young, I think I wanted to be, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I could see that for you. Yeah. I. uh, And, you know, people at my job, my friends at my job, they're like, you are good at convincing people of things and arguing. And so (laughs) (laughs) not necessarily arguing with people, but I debating, you know, debating and more confidently selling something. So, or maybe sales. And I guess, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer when I was young. Um, wasn't really sure exactly like coming out of high school I had thought maybe I'd do business maybe I'd do something medic medical so um and then I thought maybe I would be a dietitian so I took a bunch of very broad classes that were a little bit of economics classes I took some science classes Mm -hmm. and then I um shadowed a dietitian and I took some of those classes for a bit and um I think 
shadowing people and trying to immerse yourself in these different pr- professions was really important because then I kind of could uh, narrow things down. So I decided I didn't want to be a dietitian. Um, and uh, what went into that decision? I think who I shadowed. Okay. <laughs> because she was working at a nursing home and a lot of it was like tube feeds. Okay. And, but that's just one aspect. So maybe it's who I shadowed. And if I shadowed someone else that did something that I thought was a little more interesting, then maybe I would like it more. But I, she was working in a nursing home and it was mostly just determining what tube feed formulations the patients were on. And I was just, I just thought that wasn't for me. Right. So, um, Then I switched gears and was taking some like economics classes. And then I was like, this is kind of boring to me. So I kept taking more science classes and I shadowed some doctors. And so for a bit, I thought I wanted to go to medical school. Mm -hmm. And then after college, um, I worked in medical research and worked with some physicians and, you know, kind of was out of school liking my life that wasn't school. And I, with speaking with some of the physicians, it's really a lot. And I have a lot of admiration for what they do because it really takes a lot of dedication and, um, and time. And so, you know, you go to medical school for four years and then you do a residency where you're working 60 to 80 hour weeks and you really have to dedicate a lot of your young life to, to becoming a doctor. And so mm-hmm. I kind of a year out of school was like, I don't think this is for me, but I still want to do medicine. I think it's interesting. And so that's when I switched gears and decided to go to apply to PA school instead. And I'm really happy with my decision. Um, and so I had to take a few more prerequisite classes that PA schools required. It took another year and then applying. Um, and it is competitive. So just like the whole application process and going on interviews was stressful. So yeah, that's how I kind of went to, to physician assistant. I wouldn't really do things differently. I don't think I would probably go back and be a PA again. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I know you really like the challenge of it and how different it is day to day. Mm -hmm. And you also have a really great network of other PAs that you work with and you all seem very supportive of each other. So I'm sure that is helpful to contributing to just feeling connected with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And I like the stability of it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I have a lot of job security and you always need health care. Yeah. Whereas some jobs, I feel like I might be stressed of the the possibility of maybe losing my job if things change in the market. But mm-hmm. you always need health care. So. That's true. Can you tell me a little bit more about the differences between nursing as a profession and physician assistant as a profession? F- PAs are newer than nurses, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Nurses go to undergraduate school, to college for nursing, and um, it's taught using the nursing model. So how to and but also you get clinical experience too. nurses do so much that I wouldn't know how to do. So Mm -hmm. they know um, they know how to start. I I mean, I can start an IV line. I'm not very good at it, but I (laughs) know how to do it. But they know how to titrate all the IV drips that they're on. They know how to set up the IV and hook it up correctly. Um, There's a lot of things that go into 
to nursing that I just don't know how to do. Um, and so they go to undergrad for four years and then they come out of school and they can be a, a nurse. And so I go to undergraduate school for whatever I want, but then I have to go to a like a graduate school to um, become a physician assistant. And so those are some of the differences. But then after you get your bachelor's of nursing, you can also go and get a graduate degree in nursing. So you can become a nurse practitioner. Um, you can just get a degree in manager nursing. So you can, your career track could be, um, track could be uh, managing different nurses on the floor, like a nurse supervi supervisor. You can go mm -hmm. into education. Um, I think there's so many different things that you can do with nursing. And that's also a really good career. My sister is actually a nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The difference though, is that if you want to be a nurse practitioner, um, a lot of times you do have to pick what kind of field you want to be in. So there's like acute care nurse practitioner, there's women's health nurse practitioner, which is what my sister does. There's primary care, there's psychiatric. So theirs is a little more specific mm -hmm. to what they want to do, whereas PAs is broad. So you can, you get a very general education and then you can do, you can focus your career after in whatever you want to specialize in, but you have the option of switching if you want to at any point. Whereas I feel like with nurse practitioner, you you go to the graduate school and you, you focus on something more specific. So mm -hmm. that could be good though, because then, you know, I go to my sister with all women's health questions <laughs> and she's she knows a lot more about that than I do, even though I also learned women's health in school. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's really helpful. I'm curious at the end of the day or week when you feel like, wow, that was a really great, productive week where I feel like I did my best work, I feel successful. What contributes to that feeling of success? What do you look at and reflect as this made me feel really accomplished in my work week? I think a few different things can go into that and I will feel very accomplished, but I'll usually feel very exhausted because mm -hmm. for some reason it'll be those days that are very trying that I feel like I accomplished a lot. But um, say for instance, my patient gets sick and I need to escalate their care to a higher level of care. Um, those can be very hard moments for me because it's usually emergent where they're very sick and they could their vitals are might be crashing and I need to think on my toes and mm -hmm. and so um getting them the appropriate care and figuring out okay why did they get sick and if I can figure that out I think that um, that adds to me feeling like I was very accomplished mm -hmm. but sometimes um it's not just those moments where you know, a patient's getting very sick and I feel like accomplished because I am figuring out how to get them the appropriate care. Sometimes it's just if I spend a lot of time with a family member and really take a lot of time educating them on, you know, what is going on with their sick family member or the patient themselves and they have a really good understanding of what their diseases or what their medical condition is. And I feel like I explain things 
to be like, this is the medicine you take every day. This is the project. Like sometimes I feel really accomplished in that. I, cause I really uh, believe strongly in like patient education and making sure they really understand what's going on because those are the times that these patients are going to really follow with what their medical treatment plan is when they leave the hospital. I only meet with them for a certain mm-hmm. time when they need to be hospitalized. But a lot of times I don't go home with these patients. They need to do the things on their own. And so they need to take the medicine correctly every day. A lot of times patients are admitted because they don't take their medications correctly or they don't take their medications. And then they come in with these an exacerbation of their medical conditions that are chronic. And Um, So I think me spending a lot of time with patients, really educating them on why it's important to help avoid repeat hospitalizations, I think that gives me a lot of satisfaction in my job. And then also being also with family members during end of life discussions and, Mm -hmm. and those types of things are very hard and challenging, but afterwards it is more, it can be um fulfilling yeah fulfilling just because it's a part of healthcare it's a part of my job and um and you know you're being there when you expect patients to get better and that's always the main goal is to get patients better to to give them antibiotics and their infection clears up and then they they leave the hospital better but sometimes it's just a part of the job that they a patient comes in and they're in their 90s and this is the end of their life and just making sure that everything's you know it's dignified Mm -hmm. yeah I mean you're with people during some of the most vulnerable times in their life and you have such a direct impact on their life after the hospital so I'm sure many days it can be tough when things don't go the way everybody's hoping but very fulfilling when you do see the the patients getting better and the impact that it has on their families. I'm sure that really contributes to just feeling overall very motivated to do the best work that you can. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, does the hospital provide any sort of mental health resources for PAs or doctors or nurses? Because end-of-life care and what that entails is a reality of working in medicine. And that can be so tough. I'm curious if there is if there are any resources available to you all to help you cope with the ups and downs of that work yeah there are actually we'll have sometimes we'll have meetings and um we'll all get together whoever's on that day um with uh who has it been it's been someone in pastoral care but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean um, they do a lot within the hospital. And so it'll just be like exercises to think about things mm-hmm. of the very heavy stuff. And then it'll just be practices together. We've sometimes like written down little things on our note card and um, like go through deep breathing meditative type exercises. Oh, but wow. then there's also some things that they have outside. Um, like during COVID especially, they had this program where um, – you could meet with a therapist and get connected with one because that Mm -hmm. was a very heavy, challenging time. But yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of resources they have. That's great. What sort of advice do you have for someone trying to figure out what they want to do in their careers long term? I think for deciding what you want to do, it's very important to shadow people in these professions Mm -hmm. and to get experience doing the 
professions or just get an experience outside of school. I think that's so important because you can yeah. go through school, not do any of these experiences or internships or um, or maybe even studying abroad. It's like I feel you can't really know what you want to do unless you go out and try it yourself and try and figure it out or volunteer. You have to really put yourself in these positions to see, do you think this would be something you would enjoy in life? Well, thank you so much for joining me today, G. It's been really fun talking to you about your career. I know we talk about kind of what your day was like when there was something hard that happened or just when you're feeling really exhausted, but we haven't really talked too much about everything that's gotten into how you even decided to choose this career. And I feel like it's been such a good one for you, especially working at the hospital with the flexible hours because it, you're doing challenging work that you f- feel fulfilled by, but you're also you've also created a life that supports your personal goals also with being able to travel and have a lot of flexibility to have a really enriched personal life outside of work. Um, So I love talking more about it today. Yeah, I love that. I love how you put that because that's kind of what, that's what I was going for. I love Mm -hmm. my life outside of work, but you know, work. We have to work 40 hours a week and we're there a lot of our days. So we have to actually enjoy it. And like who we work with, that's also super important to me. So yeah, that was very eloquently put of why I like my job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good. Well, thanks, Dee. Thanks for having me. I had fun. Go to unchartedcareers.com if you're interested in one-on-one career coaching or are looking to learn more about uncharted careers and my coaching approach. Thanks for listening.